On this episode of Getting Scaried Away, we're discussing the brand new 2022 horror flick, Amma, starring Sandra Oh. This supernatural horror film teaches you that a mother's love never dies. starting off at like a thousand don't you love it when podcasts start and they're like hi how are you good how are you but don't you also love it when somebody comes on and says hey (laughs) and immediately bursts your eardrum right there goes half of our audience yeah (laughs) do you want to do you want to reset no all right we'll keep going i want to keep going i like this i like (laughs) this this energy you got a wild energy folks hello there my name is ricky my name's rhiannon and this is daddy minerva I don't know if you could hear that, but she was purring at you. She missed you. Yeah. And of course, the three of us are getting scared away. We are a horror themed podcast where we like to talk about all things spooky and scary. And then sometimes whatever else we think about. Anything else in between. And today we have a really fun topic to talk about. Yeah, we do. Something that we're super excited about. We are talking about the new horror film, Oma. It's U-M-M-A. It's either Oma or Uma. They said it kind of both ways, uh, so we don't want to butcher it, but I'm going to be saying Oma. And I will probably be saying Emma. <laughs> <laughs> just so we're all clear. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a new film that is just getting released. And if you're listening to this, you're actually listening to it the day it comes out on Blu-ray. And we were so thankful to be sent this by Sony to talk about today. And we're really excited and we hope that you check it out on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, absolutely. But before we get into any of that, why don't we catch you guys up on what we have been up to, how we're doing, what our lives have been like. Holy moly. Yeah, we've been having lots of fun experiences, really just enjoying life a little bit. I mean, You know, I know that we talked about it for so long because we started this podcast in the throes of COVID, but... um, (laughs) With every other podcast that exists in the world. But we, you know, have been kind of enjoying things reopening and being able to see friends and family and uh, doing that kind of stuff. I've been traveling a lot for school and now COVID numbers are, you know, going back up a, a little bit, unfortunately, but we're still trying to live our best lives true it's all you can do man but we've done lots of horror related things in the past couple of months uh yeah one of the i mean definitely made a lot of new friends that were once only internet friends and now (laughs) are real life friends which is amazing you love to see it uh and some of whom also started a podcast recently we'll shout out mike and darcy they have the super kick party massacre podcast so they are on instagram as super kick party massacre and uh they are also and mike also promotes his instagram as mike burns who and so definitely go check out their podcast they are all things wrestling and horror so Mm -hmm. if you like those they do episodes 
just on horror and episodes on wrestling and then a combination of the two as well. Yeah, definitely. And while we're on the topic of those guys, definitely give their pages uh, a look if you're into horror collecting and all kinds of memorabilia because when i tell you that their their collection is so cool it's unlike anything i've seen it's a treasure trove of just horror and wrestling and just all that kind of goodness so definitely give them some love check out their podcast they're great folks um we've been going to a lot of the thursday night terrors features that have been happening and that's just been a blast um for new listeners who may just be joining us first of all welcome and second of all uh thursday night terrors is a film series that happens here in the city of buffalo new york um it's hosted by local horror legend peter vulo um at peter from the theater that's right and essentially it's it's a a collection of i think they do four or five films in a season i could be wrong um gosh this season it feels like a little bit more but maybe they just gave us some extra well this season we were really excited it was it's the 10th season so they called it uh terrors x and we are going this thursday unfortunately we can't promote the show that we're going to because it's sold out but there is also a 945 option they're doing a special showing of jason x Mm -hmm. you know for terrors x one of my favorite iterations of jason it it really send me your hate mail it has one of the greatest kills (laughs) it truly does like one that i think every horror fan or every friday fan has to love of course yeah it's it's a classic so that's happening this week we're very very excited and we are understanding that there's some new exciting things on the terror's horizon coming i think pretty soon i don't know what they are for sure but we're kind of speculating here so yeah we don't want to spread rumors but all we know is that recently just putting together context clues. Dipson, who owns the theater that Terrors uh, runs out of, uh, just recently bought the Transit Drive-In, which we have talked about many times on this podcast. It's one of our favorite places ever. Mm-hmm. And then just within the past couple of days, Peter posted a picture of him at the drive-in and said that there would be an announcement coming soon. So do with that information what you will. <laughs> we have our own speculations, obviously, but we're maybe hoping for some terrors at the drive-in. We yeah. think that would be so cool. We'll see. We'll keep our keep our eyes and ears posted. Um, oh, 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 and oh, eyes, and, eyes ears and ears posted. Wait, eyes and ears <laughs> peeled. <laughs> That's what it is. Jesus. Keep your eyes posted. <laughs> keep them posted. Um, oh, no. But then one of our other really exciting things that we were up to, uh, we got to go to Horror Hound, which Ooh, was baby. our first, I'd say, like, large horror convention. We've been to some small ones that we've talked about, but... Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was our... Like, we've gone to conventions in the past, but they've kind of been more of, like, on the, the Comic-Con style, like, just sort of Yeah, with, like, some horror fan. thrown in. Yeah, and then... I mean, we were just very excited to go to a strictly horror forward and like horror centric convention with all these crazy guests and just like panels and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, And that was over the course of three days out in Cincinnati. And we got to meet some amazing folks. We got to meet some crazy cool celebrity guests and sit through some awesome panels. It was just super cool. I'm glad we got to do that. And our friends we mentioned earlier, Mike and Darcy, we went with them. Uh, and it was just, yeah, it was just a really cool experience. I'm glad we got to do it. It was extremely overwhelming. There were so many people there. Um, and I know that, you know, they 
a lot of people use their tickets that were postponed from the pandemic. So I know that Mm -hmm. it was definitely a larger crowd than they're used to having, but I was really happy with our experience and I'm glad that we got to go. Yeah. And we're definitely going to do it again. What else have we been doing? Did I miss anything? I mean, you've been back into theater, which is great. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think just... It, it seems like a whirlwind. It seems like we just recorded our last episode yesterday <laughs> because time has gone by so fast, which is great. But yeah. Uh, and then also just this weekend, we did go to see the new horror movie, the new A24 movie Men. Oh, God. Yes. Which we may be talking about a little bit more in the future because it was just a mind fuck and a half. Yeah. So that's, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a big reason why uh, Rhiannon and I wanted to make it a point to get back on here and start making episodes more regularly again because just with all of the the cool horror stuff happening in the world right now in the zeitgeist oh your favorite <laughs> word the me, word of the podcast can i get some applause thank you so much yeah i'm glad that that cut off very abruptly our our live audience was was really ready for it how's that oh you bitch you bitch you know what this sounds just like that uh show bullshit this is as real as the <laughs> audience on that show yeah so if you're not aware there's a show on netflix called bullshit and it's a game show where hosted by howie mandel yes and uh it's it's a competition where it's kind of like whose line is whose line jesus christ it's kind of like who wants to be a millionaire (laughs) whose line wants to be a millionaire (laughs) actually i kind of love where this is going the premise of it essentially is that you have to uh, answer a series of questions. However, you don't need to get them right. You just have to be really good at bullshitting because there's three people that you're kind of like, quote unquote, up against, which really they're just trying to play for accuracy. And you have to convince them that your answer is correct. So it is a trivia show, but a lot of the questions are like things that nobody would ever know. Right. Um, and so it's it's just a really cool concept. And some people walk away with a ton of money and never got a single question right, but they're just really good at fooling their opponents. But the reason why Rhiannon brought it up in the first place is because they have a studio audience, quote unquote, but it is the most canned yes. sounding applause and groans and laughter because it was I have ever heard. Yeah, done during the pandemic. So I'm sure that they could not like ethically have a live studio audience i don't know the the, after watching the show they didn't need one they didn't they didn't need one they definitely didn't (laughs) so every time we would hear these sounds come up just like and that is the right answer we're like uh or or there would be like 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 just like random whooping and but it would be like you'd hear it four times throughout the season (laughs) i'm like are you sure so yeah anyway um that's That's us getting off the rails yeah yeah that's (laughs) us getting scared away (laughs) all right so let's get to the the topic at hand we're here to talk about the film Oma. Oma, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're very excited to do so. Um, a little background into the film. It was written and directed by Iris K. Shim, and it was produced by Sam Raimi and Zainab Azizi. I'm so sorry if I'm uh, going to butcher any names. I apologize in advance. Um, and then there are a slew, slew of executive producers attached to this thing, including Sandra Oh, who stars in the film as the leading role, as well as Andre Overdahl, who uh, some people may r- know from his film Troll Hunter, as well as the more recent Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, mm-hmm. which I actually 
funny enough, and we'll get into this maybe a little more later, I saw a lot of similarities between those two films. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely saw some Sam Raimi isms. Oh, heavy yeah. Sam. You, you can tell when Sam Raimi entered the editing room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's something to be said real quick about Andre Overdahl being attached to the film because this is a PG-13 uh, horror film. And oh yeah, and scary stories to tell in the dark also was yes, and so, it was very effective. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, you know, and we'll we'll get into more of it later. But there are a lot of challenges that come with making a horror film that's uh, tense and effectively scary, while also making it audience friendly. You know, at a PG thirteen rating. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we'll get more into that as we go along. Yeah. So um, first, right off the bat, I'm just going to share some specs about it. Uh, just in case you're interested, we're going to go over, you know, how we do with some of these reviews. We're going to go over uh, some of the non-spoiler stuff. And then at the end, we'll get into some spoiler territory. I sure. Think that that's fair. So again, if you are listening to this episode on Tuesday, the day that we put it out, it's also being released on DVD and Blu-ray. So Tuesday, May 24th. And it's also available for digital downloads. So if you're interested in any of those formats of watching it. Uh, So it runs only around 83 minutes, which is great. I love a short film. (laughs) I mean, you know that I love a short horror movie. Yes, you do. And like Ricky said, it's PG-13, and that is for terror, brief, strong language, and some thematic elements. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sony put out this movie, so that's definitely something. It does have an Instagram that you can follow. It's at Uma... Um, I'm going to say it wrong every (laughs) single time. Uma movie. It's U-M-M-A movie on Instagram. So if you're interested in their content, you can go ahead and follow there. Mm -hmm. And we'll go ahead and link everything too in the description. Um, So did we actually give a description on what the movie is about yet or no? No. So um, Oma is the Korean word for mother. So this movie follows Amanda, who's played by Sandra Oh, and her daughter. Uh, and her daughter is played by Fievel Stewart, who I've not seen in anything before, no, but I really enjoyed her performance. Same. I thought she was excellent. Uh, so they live a quiet life on an American farm. And when the remains of Amanda, Sandra O's estranged mother arrive from Korea, Amanda becomes haunted by the fear of turning into her. Uh Oh, yeah. spooky. So there are very strong elements all throughout that I got of of her having some PTSD from her relationship with her mother and turning into her mother. You can see right on the cover art that that's what she's worried about or, Mm -hmm. or that, you know, there might be something. I went into this movie knowing nothing about it. I didn't read the synopsis or anything when we got, um, this movie, I really wanted to avoid everything about it and just kind of go into it blind. Yeah. But when I looked at the cover, because that's like a little bit unavoidable uh, (laughs) and I saw the image, which, you know, you can see on our Instagram, I was like, okay, this movie is either going to be her fear of aging or (laughs) her fear of turning into something. Like I, I could definitely tell that there was some element there. Yeah. And I think you and I are very similar in that way. Like, especially lately, we try not to, know too much going into a movie 
Uh, in fact, if we're, if we're sitting in the theater and there's a trailer that comes on for a movie that we're especially excited for, um, I will like look down. <laughs> yeah, sometimes at, at we'll just like talk to each other briefly. It, yeah, if the theater is like empty, we'll, <laughs> you know what I mean, try to do whatever we can to just not pay attention to the screen. Uh, but in in this instance, I I did avoid trailers and I did avoid all sorts of things just so nothing got spoiled for me. I was very, very excited about this movie. Um, I'm a fan of Sandra Oh. I think she's an excellent actress. Uh, the most recent thing that I know her from um, is actually her, her performance in Invincible, which is a series on Amazon Prime. It's an animated series. And if you haven't already watched it, go ahead and check it out. It's very uh, intense uh, superhero content, but it's it's definitely not your your everyday kind of marvel dc sort of fanfare it's very unique but she has an excellent role in that um have you seen sandra oh in any other horror films i don't think i have really all of the roles i mean obviously like i I feel like whenever anybody thinks of her they immediately think of gray's anatomy because that was like her longest and and most uh well-known role yeah that and the more recent killing eve which i actually haven't watched yet oh i haven't watched it either um but yes she's she's known for for those roles for sure um but i am happy to say that she was excellent in this movie i thought she was very very good um yeah i really liked her um i I thought that her tension was fantastic i mean the this movie i will say all the way throughout was it had a lot of tension which was great i really like that in a film it did i agree and i I thought it had different kinds of tension like not not all of it felt and i think that's something that's so unique about it is that it kind of it's one of those horror movies that sort of starts to dip its toe into different subsets of horror and different like sub genres mm-hmm. um, without giving it too, too much away right now. I thought it did a really nice job of painting uh, a very colorful horror picture um, and paying tribute to all sorts of different eras and styles of the horror film. I thought it really did a nice job of that. I agree. Um, it's, I will say too, you know, this, this kind of movie, it's not going to be for everyone. And that's obviously very okay. Not every movie is meant for every, every person. Um, but I think, uh, an audience that would really be into this kind of horror film is someone who, who may be wanting to get into horror. Someone who's Uh, not, you know, someone who's not, um, you know, sort of all in on horror yet. And someone who maybe has interest in it, but, uh, is still kind of like hesitant, right? So yeah, it's very, um, I want to say user friendly, but obviously that's not what I'm trying to say. No, but but, I think I know what you mean, but you know what I mean a little bit. So consumable um, it's, it's very consumable because, you know, we talked to some of our friends who like the idea of horror, but really don't like like gore and Mm -hmm. all of the like body horror that a lot of modern day, horror films do because uh there's it there's kind of this element of like everything's been done what else can shock us yeah and so i think it's cool to see when things kind of go back to the basics of just using like tension and maybe like trauma and things like that Mm -hmm. and use it as a little bit of like a psychological horror or 
uh, a family or ancestral horror, you know, those types of elements. And it does have a lot of those things mentioned all the way throughout. Mm -hmm. And it does so without real any any gore. Uh, yeah, I'm trying I mean, to think without, if there was if you're if you're expecting you know blood and violence from this movie, that's not it. Yeah, yeah look look for something else because this is something different. And again, that's okay. You know, it, I think that's not what makes a good horror movie is blood and gore. Uh, I think you know that's a different conversation for a different day. But I think this movie does really well at keeping it simple and bare bones and really getting to the root of what a scary situation can be uh, without, you know, painting the screen red. And, you know, that, that was actually uh, one of the reasons why I brought up Andre Overdahl, uh, who was behind Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It's because that's also one of those movies that's sort of like a gateway horror film, mm -hmm. as the, you know, the community is kind of calling it. And I think that's an excellent way to describe it. It's one of those kind of movies that you can show somebody who wants to get into the genre and they're likely going to be very pleased by it. Exactly. Because, you know, it's it's consumable and it's not going to make you have nightmares. Maybe. Well, it, it might. I don't know. Uh, there's, yeah, I don't there know. Are there moments... are definitely, yeah, there are definitely elements. There are some jump scares. You know, there are some things that get your, get your heart racing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I, But I don't think anybody watches a horror movie and is like, Oh, I really don't want to be scared. <laughs> you know, like like people right. watch. You know what you're getting into. Yeah, you're getting yeah, into. Yeah, you watch for that. But I think I will say this was interesting to me because I've said it multiple times throughout this podcast. My least favorite thing about a horror movie, especially when there's a like supernatural esque element, mm -hmm. which you know, like this, the supernatural element is just like her remembering her mother and things like that but i really dislike seeing the quote-unquote like monster or yeah. ghost or anything like that mm -hmm. and in this i felt like everything was just more realistic like they didn't they didn't try to give you like a a ghost version of, of anything that i was like oh that ruined it for me i don't like it when they show it because it's never done well so mm -hmm. so they show it and i'm like Ugh, like that monster is not scary. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like, Oh, I don't like the CGI of that or the, you know, <laughs> like the graphics they used or something like that. Whereas this, when they showed the mother, it was either like the real actress who was the mother yeah. or like Sandra. O. like it wasn't, it, it wasn't like a ghostly mother. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like they didn't try saying. to make her, overly supernatural they just right. kind of like put her there they weren't like oh she has a very spooky twisted mouth because that's what sells exactly. <laughs> scary movies exactly that was right. like you know I, I immediately think of like the early to mid 2000s like all horror movies then were doing just that you know they were just ripping off the ring or the grudge I, well, and it was just you know yep. It was, was that format. I was just going to mention <laughs> The Ring. It's so funny you say that. Because then the only thing that I think of is Scary Movie when they rip off The Ring and <laughs> like her mouth is all right. like diagonal and stuff. Yeah. And so I really dislike that. only one phone. <laughs> yeah. So I really dislike when movies do that because that's not, you know, sometimes the scariest things are real things. And yeah. when you see... If, like just for example 
not to get too like real life morbid, but like when you go to a funeral, if you see someone in an open casket, they're, they're not like deformed and like, like very gruesome to look at. I mean, they just look like that person. And so I think that that's what this movie did well is like, they just made her look like who she was really instead of like they did use a little bit of like a mask that she had and stuff like that but they were more of like uh korean symbols and and things that the mother cherished and Mm -hmm. so it was more of like utilizing those elements and not necessarily like distorting her to make her look ghostly or scarier and i think that that was um, something that I really liked. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I feel like my voice is really deep today. I, I'm here for it. Is it deeper? M- maybe. The clo- <laughs> don't, don't open mouth breathe. <laughs> she, she just looked at me with her eyebrows all the way down and she went, <gasps> <laughs> okay. I had a popcorn kernel stuck in my throat. Like you do. You know, and I, I also think, you know, a good viewing experience for this kind of movie. Cause that's just how I think I think about like, what would be the most ideal setting mm. for watching this movie? I think it would be great for like a movie night kind of movie, like with yeah, a group. like fun, fun friends. And yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I think I said last time I said that was on the psycho Gorman episode. And I was like, this is a good pizza party movie. You get your friends, get some pizza, you get a beer. Exactly. And then Rhiannon was like, Oh, is that, is, is that what parties are? Ricky? Is that, is that, <laughs> Describe a party to me again. What what pizza, what is it? Pizza, beer, and friends. <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right. I think that this would be a fun, uh, you know, watch with some friends, process it all together. Because I think that also, you know, like you and I, we were talking about certain parts through it, and she pointed I, to me. She's not talking about you, the listener. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Ricky. And I, <laughs> not you, the listener, and I who watch this together. Definitely, um, no. But the two of us, Ricky and I, when we were watching it together, which we really like to watch movies at home because we get to talk about them throughout them, and kind mm-hmm. of like process them in the moment, which is the way that I need to think. You know, we really do like to go see movies in the theater, but I'm always like oh, I want to make a comment to Ricky and I can't because there are other people and I don't want to be disruptive. That's how it was when we watched The Sadness recently. We had to stop it like a bunch of times. Yeah, just Just, to talk about certain parts. Discuss what's happening in front of us. Yeah, but I think that that is really fun to do with friends, especially, you know, like you said, let's bring it back to that. If you have friends that you're trying to introduce to the horror genre or who want to kind of like dip their toe, we have a couple of friends like that that are like, yeah, like I want to listen to your podcast (laughs) or like I want to like watch movies with you, but I'm not really into horror. I don't like to be scared that much or I really don't like gore. And I think that this would be a really ideal movie to watch. Just like how you mentioned scary stories to tell in the dark. I mean, I think that those are great, as you mentioned, gateway movies. Yeah. Yeah, for Gateway sure. Horror movies Gateway. get you addicted to the genre. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, who you know. There were limited characters in this movie, which yeah, very small cast. I also appreciate. I like mm-hmm. simple casts that aren't crowded by crowds. <laughs> it felt very bare bones. You know, the whole. I mean, I guess the whole movie really did. From the cast, there wasn't a lot. There weren't a lot of people to get to know. 
and the setting it was in like a remote location i mean yeah sandra oh and her daughter were um beekeepers which like what an awesome job yeah amazing (laughs) it looked so cool and they looked like they had so much fun doing it yeah the way they i wish i will say i wish they spent more time on those scenes yes because i loved and they were beautifully shot yeah oh my gosh i like give me more of that like i i I think the moments that make a horror movie stand out oftentimes are the moments that aren't scary moments and it's just spent getting to know the characters and like showing them just living their lives and doing stuff because that makes me want to invest in them and get to know more about them Mm -hmm. um and then when you know a, a scary moment happens i'll grip my pillow a little harder because i i care about the the, the characters so yeah. much yeah and we got to see you know the relationship between the mother and daughter was very established you know they talked about why they lived off the grid uh you know like where they were how they got any like supplies that they needed and uh but it just looked honestly i was like I kind of want to live off the grid. Like (laughs) like they were, they lived in a very self-sustainable way. Yeah. And I thought that that was very cool. Like obviously they made their own honey and then they like sold honey as well. But then in addition to that, they had, you know, like at one point Sandra O was making her daughter breakfast and they had their own chicken. So she had these like fresh farm eggs and then she was like, do you want some juice? And she just like squeezed juice out of like oranges that they had and i was like oh my god i bet that shit is so good yeah what a life like i was like i never want to buy orange juice from the carton but this is what happens i like watch these movies or these videos and i get like really hyped about this and then ricky will tell you i get in these like you know what i'm gonna be i'm gonna like make everything from scratch I'm going to go to like a farm stand and get all of my projects. Yeah. I'm going to get like all of my produce from like a farm stand. I'm going to start like making my own whatever. I'm going to start milking all of my almonds. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I get these like really overzealous and I don't have time. I don't have time. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Unless you live off the grid. I guess so. And that is what you have time for. But I think it's also... I mean, she did it for a very specific reason, but I think it's also a testament to like you prioritize what you want to prioritize, I guess. And like for Mm -hmm. her, it was her daughter and just like the two of them living a very simple life together. Yeah. And I think that there's something really, really cool about that. We saw it also, I mean, obviously they were victims of circumstance, but like in a quiet place, they figured out how to have this self-sustaining life with just like food that they found and they learned how to like make their own stuff. And we see it in a lot of either like dystopian or a pop, a pop. Uh, uh Oh, (laughs) that's staying in. What the hell? (laughs) Apocalyptic, um, type, films or shows or things like that right you just learn and it's i guess just kind of like a testament to what humans really can adapt to we don't need all of this look at me and now i'm like freaking preaching about like we don't need technology we don't need phones we don't need (laughs) like you just figure out what's important to you and 
the movie makes you think about those things though. And I think it does it well. Yeah. You know, and that, that's what I'm saying is like, I wish, I wish there was more of that because when they did it, it worked so, so well. Um, and I also think too, from like a producing standpoint, like making a movie like this and showing the characters in this kind of situation where they don't have electricity and they don't have things like that, that this movie can be watched at any point. It can be watched in any decade and, and be relevant. It will be relevant. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, you can watch except this movie 20 if, years from now and understand. Oh, sorry. Our cat's going crazy. Yeah. Except for if you went um, uh, in the past. Because then they would be like, what is electricity? Why doesn't she have it? And who cares? What because is an, nobody has it. What is an iPhone? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are... There are a couple really specific things that I want to talk about, but, um, what are some of your gripes? Cause the movie's not perfect. Let's, it's let's not, be honest. It's, yeah. It's definitely not perfect. Um, there are a couple of things. Um, and I think also too, like with a movie that's imperfect, I think it's important to get to watch it with a group of people where you can comment and you can like sit and enjoy it together because it's a communal thing and you're not going to be, focusing so much on yeah like the the blemishes of the movie exactly you're sense. just having fun with you're it you're just having fun with it yeah I think you're not watching it to be a critic you're, yeah you're watching it to enjoy it which is i think like we've all become critics yeah of course everyone has a fucking podcast now here we are um, yeah <laughs> yeah boo podcasts and i think that's some- listen to our podcast yeah <laughs> how dare you click away and listen to anyone else yeah exactly um i think you know it but you're right like everyone's everyone's a critic now and everyone's a tough critic because it's so and that's okay and it's yeah you're right it's it's important to have opinions on the things that you watch especially if you're paying money for them and all that kind of stuff that's totally valid and you don't have to like everything no so you know what you and I, Ricky and I, not not me and the listener. <laughs> I shouldn't have again. even said anything. I know. <laughs> but, but what you and I have talked about a few times is we say so many things about so many things, but it's just because we consume. That should be the tagline for our podcast. We <laughs> we say so many okay, things about TM, so many TM, things. TM, 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 TM. We're getting, <laughs> it on, we're getting it on a shirt. Um, <laughs> we say so many things about so many things, but... <laughs> What it is, is that we consume so much content right. and not everybody consumes the amount of content. Like a lot of our friends do. And sure. that's why and we more so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, def- yeah, definitely. We have some friends that consume a lot more than we do, but um, we consume so much content. So it's OK for us to be choosy about the things that we like. But also with that being said, some of the quote unquote gripes that we have or things that make movies imperfect or whatever, we also recognize that first of all, we did not make this movie. And second of all, we can dislike things, but still enjoy the movie overall. True that. And also we dislike a lot of stuff, but we'll watch (laughs) anything. Oh yeah. Like that's something that I really like about, I don't even want to say this because it's going to be so friggin' cheesy, but that is something that I really like about having you as my life partner, because I like that you and I will watch anything together. And I'm not just like, Oh, well I really want to watch this thing. And you're like, Oh, I don't want to watch that. Like, that you was know, a good, that was a good Ricky. Yeah, that was exactly <laughs> what you said. Yeah. That's, that's what I hear when you talk. <laughs> that's pretty um, good. Just like a drunk Muppet. Yeah. 
<laughs> but so if I say I want to watch something, you'll be like, okay, I'll give it a, I'll give it a try. Even if it's something that you've already heard terrible things about, or it's something that you've never heard of. Yeah. And same thing with me. And if you watch something before I do, or if I watch something before you do, we'll kind of give each other a heads up of, okay, well, you're definitely not going to like certain parts of it, <laughs> or you're really going to like certain parts of this. Right, right, right. And so I think that that's really important. If you're going to consume a lot of stuff, just have an open mind to enjoying things without enjoying every element of it. Boom. See, that should all be on a t-shirt. The whole speech? The whole. So on the front of the t-shirt will be getting scared away. We, we say a lot of things about a lot of things. And on the back will be the the whole the whole speech. <laughs> the whole just- <laughs> All right, well, get a transcriptionist in here because I don't even know what I just said. If there are any uh, companies that want to print that shirt for us, uh, let us know. Hit us up in the comments. It'll be like, have you ever seen that TikTok of the, um, you know, there was like that one video of the guy that's like, it's the same Tupperware that I gave my... Oh, the Tupperware one? Yeah, the Tupperware. Like, you're throwing like, bees at me. <laughs> it's Tupper, Tupper. So there was like a TikTok somebody turned that whole speech into a shirt (laughs) and I just think that it's so funny. I love that shit. Oh, that's so good. Okay. But anyways, that was a long winded Lynn. Uh Oh Oh, no. Oh no. (laughs) That was a long winded way of saying that there are some things that uh, were less than perfect or that I uh, specifically did not enjoy but other people may have loved and we wanted to keep this more toward the end of our discussion because we wanted to get a lot of the positive stuff we wanted to talk about it first well and we want people to watch this i mean yeah absolutely we want people to see it yeah make your own judgments so this is where i'm going to get into a little bit of the spoilers because they're generally speaking we're not like overarching spoiler free things that i disliked about it yeah there were like a couple of very specific moments um that i was a little bit more critical of so here's what we'll say um go ahead and watch uma or uma um it is available it is available now on blu-ray so go uh go rent it on from your local red box or go purchase it from your local target and support the film check it out and then once you've seen it come back to us and listen to some of our spoilies my hand is so sweaty me friggin too my no, dude oh my god i just we're like holding our microphones today they're not in stand. yeah we normally have them like set up on like a more like legitimate set setup but right now we're sitting on a couch and holding we're using handheld but look at my microphone that's disgusting i just like unwrapped my hand from my microphone and switched hands and my microphone is damp. You are so much more than 70% water. Yeah. Or whatever human body is. I'm I'm literally 99%. 1% hot gas. 1% brain. Nice. Okay. So now we're in spoiler territory. Uh-oh. We have warned you. Get out. I wish we had like a, seen this. like a spoiler siren alarm or some shit. Wee woo, wee woo, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know, but I'm going to turn that into a theme song and I'm going to use it for every episode. <laughs> wee woo, wee woo, spoilers, spoilers. You have my permission. Great. That just really concerned our cat. She came running over. She hates when I she, sing. She's like, cut it out. Even enough. though that I, I do not want anybody to think that that is how I sing. 
but she just thought I was singing. She said, that's no, how she you. hears me every day. <laughs> okay. So I will say number one spoiler thing that I disliked. So the whole thing, um, the whole thing, the, the whole, <laughs> no, no, no. The whole, um, thing that's going on with Sandra O's character is, you know, she's kind of like in a way mourning the loss of her mother, but also has like some very heavy PTSD from her relationship with her mother. And there are these elements of, um, it seems that her mother abused her with electricity. Yeah. So she fears electricity, therefore tells the people in her life that she's allergic to it. Uh, Is that how they say it? I don't know if they said she's allergic to electricity. I just think... Or she gets really sick. Yeah. She gets really sick when she's around it, is what they say. And it's not really specified, like, what happens if she's near it. Exactly. So it's it's clearly a psychological, um, you know, response to the trauma that she experienced. However, there is a point in the moment they they do mention, you know, so she has a baby, which... They do a kind of jump forward 16 years. So her daughter's a teenager at this point. Yes. And then the majority of the movie from there takes place in this 16 years later. So her daughter and her are kind of like best friends. They do everything together. They beekeep together, which is great. So there comes a point in the movie where her daughter finds out that she does not really become sick from electricity. And she goes down into their basement area and flips the breaker from off to on. And all of the electricity turns on, to which I turned to Ricky and said, how after all of these years did their electricity still work without paying the bill? So that was probably my biggest gripe because if that's a real thing, I would like to know how I can get my electricity to work <laughs> without paying the bill at nice egg. <laughs> so that was, that electric was, companies hate you for one simple trick. Yes. <laughs> you can keep your electricity on without ever paying your electricity bill. So, uh, that was probably the biggest for me. Um, it was the only thing that, like outwardly stuck with me. Okay. Um, there were a couple other like visual things we mentioned, like the, some of the CGI was rough. Oh, I did. Yeah. There was that. Is that what you were going to say or did I? Well, I wasn't going to say I like kind of was thinking more of the, uh, when Sandra O had the mask on Oh. and kind of like it was, like the movie, the mask where her whole body kind of turned into that kind of, um, like scaly wood type look instead of just her face, which I know that you weren't crazy about. Mm -hmm. It was, um, it just felt if there, that portion of the movie felt so far removed from what we had already seen in the movie. Yeah. I agree. Um, unnecessary. Yeah. You know, and if they were going to go that route, I think they, probably should have just avoided cg altogether uh because i don't i don't think it added anything new to the film i think it if anything took away a little bit um i didn't i I definitely didn't need that cgi fox i thought that was very strange yeah i don't really um 
and normally I'm, I, I think I don't want to, you know, like oversell myself, but I think that I'm usually pretty good at picking up on those types of like metaphors, Yeah. but I didn't really get why the Fox had so many tails. Did you? Yeah. I don't, well, I wonder if it's some sort of like, um, cultural connection to that we don't yeah that that we we maybe don't understand um and that that's why i'm i really don't want to criticize too much however it the cg was uh yeah especially in in the fox's face oh no it was very like animated and it was like ps2 and it's funny you know i'm gonna admit something to you that i've never admitted in my whole life Uh oh um, sometimes I don't know when CGI is used. That's a good thing. Right. Um, I wish I had, that. but, but you, yeah. So like you're, ve- and maybe this is because I don't play video games. Like maybe I don't notice like as much of the, uh, like graphic element to it. Sure. But there are times when you're talking about things in movies and I don't know like in in this instance i did know that it was cgi and like in some of the final destination movies and things like that you know like i can recognize those types of things but there are sometimes you mentioned things and i don't know if maybe that was a practical effect or if it was cgi which i yeah i think is a good thing yeah i just don't have an eye for it like you do i've i've heard um you know, I think it, it's, it was Greg Nicotero I heard once say, who, who's, if you don't know, like a legendary uh, special effects artist in the industry. Um, I, I think in an interview I heard him, you know, talk about CG being used hand in hand with practical. Mm-hmm. And he, he said when it's, when it's done right, I mean, it's, I'm going to butcher the quote, but he essentially described it as being like a perfect marriage kind of situation yeah yeah and i agree and maybe that's why sometimes in films i really don't know the difference because they're using both yeah so that would that would make a lot of sense to me but yeah so um the scene of of sandra oh kind of but i will say it's it's very interesting to me because then there were a couple of scenes where sandra o's face was kind of like half morphing into her mom's face yeah and they looked amazing they looked excellent i was amazing i was very taken aback by I mean, a lot of those there was even one specific and i i don't know like the the moment that led right up to it but there was one specific time where she looked at her daughter and there were like clear bags under her eyes and then they were gone and you were like oh yeah. Like I wasn't expecting that to happen. Like, oh my God, look at her. And so I thought that all of the like CGI used in those moments were so cool. Yeah, I I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, that I do remember watching it and those <laughs> moments have happening and honestly just kind of like blew me away. And I think that but you know what impressed me about it so much was that it was so subtle. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. made it so scary because it wasn't like this big, elaborate, you know, spooky, creepy right. her thing. Face, her face didn't like change in a flash. It no. just like... And, like no big, again, like big twisted mouth situation. It was just like a super subtle like feature on her face. Like her suddenly... eye, her eye shape like just drooped a little bit and like her face started to sag on one side. Like, yeah, it, yeah, was, it just worked. It was so wild. Um, I thought, oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Well, I was just going to say, and then there were a couple of times where, and it's funny because we were starting this off with like some criticisms that we had, but now I just have to mention, because we're in spoiler zone, there were a couple of times that they showed the mother, the Oma, Mm -hmm. and once it was like Sandra O seeing her and then once it was her daughter and you said out loud, like, Oh, that's like hereditary vibes because of the way she was just kind of like sitting in the dark and then like the light flashed and she was gone. It was like the exact situation in hereditary. Yeah. But it was like, well done. Right. Like, like that had to be CGI. Oh yeah. That, that was CG. Cause yeah, I mean, I mean, because obviously she wasn't there. There were definitely computer effects not added to it, but yeah, no, it, I, that was well done. Um, again, it was the same scare as Hereditary, which you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, horror movies borrow from other b- horror movies. It's yeah, nothing, take nothing influence new. and but um, what I will say about that is, somebody who's watching this movie, like we said, if they're watching it as like an introductory horror movie or like a gateway into horror or something, they're not going to watch hereditary next. Hereditary is like a, a different level of like, yeah. Imagine just, it's like skipping a grade. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's No, it's like skipping from elementary school to high school. That's like, that's not just like skipping a grade. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Um, while we're on gripes and we can move on whenever you like, but I, I will say the ending was very lackluster. Um, when it ended, it just ended. The, there was not much resolve. Um, and I felt like that was a bit disappointing because of everything the characters went through together. And I mean, when when the daughter went to college, her and her mother didn't even say a word to each other. And she just left. And then we see a grave that says mother and then the movie's over. I thought that was, that was hmm. definitely disappointing. Um, That's interesting to me. I don't think I was disappointed. All right. Well, guess I'll. Uh... I... <laughs> oh. So, I I I do agree that it ended and it it did feel a little bit abrupt, but I think that there was a resolve in what was going on because. It well, they had the like ceremony to like you know, um, formally lay her mother to rest, and she kind of like made peace with her quote unquote demons. And then on top of that, she clearly took some steps in getting over her fear of electricity because her daughter had a phone, and you know, like those types of things. So I felt that maybe it wasn't the ending that you were looking for, but it was um, resolving the deep issues that the character had. Yeah. So, you know, she was like getting through some of her fears and things like that. I will say I felt like the ending was left open-ended almost like they wanted to do a sequel because the way that it ended was the gravestone but then next to it was like that robe that we kept seeing like somebody was standing there in that robe and so and like watching the daughter go off to college so i was like oh i didn't see that yeah 
And so I was like, oh, are we getting more of this? Or is like Sandra O going to take like a turn for the worse? Like I didn't, I didn't necessarily know if it was officially going to be the ending because of that scene, because I was like, maybe something's going to happen while her daughter's at college or, but also maybe they just wanted people to think about it. Yeah. I guess that, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, if I, if I had any say at all in making this movie, you want to know how I would have ended it? I love, I love when we do this. Yes. I would have kept that scene. So she drives away. Uh, she's off to college and she's, she's now, um, onto bigger and better things. And Sandra O's character goes back inside and takes a look around the house, just kind of breathes in the air and then sees a light switch next to her, looks at it, considers it, flips the light switch on. We see a light turn on and then we get the credits hmm. telling me she's no longer afraid of the things she used to be afraid of. Interesting. That's something I would have done. That would be like more of like a definitive, like sort of, I don't like, know. Like I'm not afraid anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. But, but you didn't make this movie. You're so right. So I guess that's not I'll, how it ended. Uh, I want that to have a no not that <laughs> um, so uh, the one thing that I did say to you about that ending is you think Sandra O oh had trauma that little girl going to college after never being socialized is going to oh, have God. a major major shock when she goes not only goes to college but lives at college she's either gonna go really crazy and just party every day or she's gonna be home in a week part of every day (laughs) (laughs) only from like what does he say from like three one to to three (laughs) one to three something like that but you're right that's gonna be tough that would be maybe maybe the sequel will be her at college do you think there'd be a sequel i don't know (laughs) (laughs) the return of emma (laughs) emma's revenge (laughs) Alma's Revenge. Alma the Musical. The Squeakle? This, yeah. <laughs> should I stop? You should stop. Okay. Oh, uh, boy. No, but overall, I mean, I think I I think that it was enjoyable. I think that we would like to watch it with friends and, and talk through it. I think Sandra Oh did a great job. I think her performance was really enjoyable. And um, I, I really want to see more of the actress who played her daughter. Yeah, I agree. I thought she did a really nice job and I thought, I thought the whole cast was good. Um, Dermot Moroni's character was good uh, as well as the, the actress who played his daughter. I thought she did a really nice job. Um, both of them had more limited roles. Niece. Oh, niece. I'm sorry. My fault. Yeah. I think she was his niece. And you know, the actress who played Emma in a, I guess pretty limited role. I thought she, she did well with, her, her presence, her time on screen, she really made the most of it. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. You know what? This Fievel Stewart, she's in um, quite a lot that I have seen. So oh, I, But maybe I haven't gotten to her yet because like a lot of shows. Uh, but one thing I just told you that I just started the other day watching that show Tagged. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's in that. And oh, I have not... Um, yeah, so, okay, interesting. Sorry, I was just looking her up on IMDb. You know what we never even got to, and we're, of course, at the hour mark, is the fucking uncle. He just shows up, and then he dips with all of 
he just like shows up. Yeah, that was interesting. Drops off all the stuff. And then he's like, okay, bye. You know, we never see him again. It's just, that was, I don't know. I felt like that was a little tacked on. Um, but yeah, that was interesting, but also like, you know, kind of makes sense because someone needed to bring her the stuff and it was like made very clear that she was cut off from the world. So it took like five years to find her and stuff like that. But it was interesting how he just came and then he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. A little bizarre. Um, but anyway, but I do like, you know, I, I think that they did a nice job. Uh, this was a mixture like some of the movie was subtitled. We had subtitles on for the whole thing just so that we didn't miss any of the dialogue, um, even spoken in English. But I think that, you know, I'm very happy to see uh, this type of movie where they're kind of like mixing languages. And it's funny because Sandra Oh had said to the uncle when the uncle came, um, so they were speaking Korean to each other and the uncle had said, I saw your daughter. She didn't know any Korean. And Sandra Oh said, she's American. And so they made like a very clear distinction as to like why that choice was made. Mm-hmm. Like why some of the movie was in English and why some was um, in Korean. And then also... That's it. I the thought left my mind. I don't know what I was gonna say there. I had something and then it it flew away. Oh, if you love it, let it fly away. And if it loves you, it'll come back or some shit. We say a lot of things about a lot of things. <laughs> Is that scared. what I said? We, we say a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. Something, something. like that. I don't know. Damn. Um. Yeah. Trademark. Whatever it is, however many sentences I've said, it's all trademarked. Yes. All right. Well, here's the deal. We've spoken a lot about the film and. We, of course, want to hear from you, and we thank you for listening to this whole thing if you've made it this far. We appreciate you more than you know. You better have made it this far. Uh-oh. And If you haven't, you're dead to us. Ah, gee. <laughs> and you wouldn't even know it. That's right. That's the crazy part. And also, you know what else is crazy? We wouldn't even know it. That's true. This whole situation has gotten <laughs> wild, and I think we need to process it, uh, just the two of us. But until then, um, we want to, again, thank you for listening to us. We realized we were gone for a bit, and we're going to try to get back to making stuff more regularly. Um, we know that life is crazy now, so just bear with us, and we're going to try to pump out content for you. Yeah, we have an exciting remainder of the year coming up. Gee whiz, Lots we do. of horror things. We might so have much. some special friends that you really enjoyed hearing from before that mm. might come back and talk with us. We might be doing things with a lot of, a lot of friends. We're just going to leave everything like very open. Yeah. So you don't know what to expect, but also expect all of it or none of it. <laughs> <laughs> Who everyone, knows? everyone listening to the end of this is like, they've got weird in the past <laughs> few months, <laughs> man, getting scared away is different. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much again. Uh, as always, we're going to end with some advice for you. Why did you do that just now? Because I couldn't hear you anymore. Your mic was like this. I, I was here this whole time. No, you were like this. I was not. He said, all right, bye. That's going to be fun to edit. You're doing that bit. Okay. So as always, we're going to end with always. As always. <laughs> thank you for listening. As always. 
we are going to end with some lovely advice. Sure. So my name is Ricky. My name is also Ricky. That's how that's, you're going to do this. You're going to do no, this. No, fine. My name's Rhiannon. And my name's Rhiannon too. <laughs> You know, I had to say my name just really, really quick. I had to say my name like a bunch of times this weekend. I went to my cousin's wedding, but like her now husband's family obviously did not know me, but my cousin's name is Shannon. And growing up, you know, we're, we're a couple years apart, but she's older than me. So growing up, it was Shannon and Rhiannon. And so I now still to this day, always introduce myself as my name's Rhiannon. And then people kind of give me a confused look and I say, it's like Shannon, but Rhiannon. And then they say, oh, okay, because it makes it easy because Shannon is a name that you've heard. Mm-hmm. So I had to say that phrase upwards of 30 times this weekend. Man, your family should know you by now. <laughs> it's not my family. <laughs> it's my cousin's <laughs> new in-laws. But uh, Mom, yeah. I told you. <laughs> Mom, you named me this. Who? Who? <laughs> yeah, so... If you were ever wondering or if you ever wanted to describe to somebody how to say my name, it's Rhiannon. But but I said my name so many times is what I was going to say is that it doesn't even sound like my own name anymore. You just said your name so much just now that I, don't, I feel like I don't even know you. Yeah. I'm like, God, should I switch it up? Should it be Rhiannon? You shouldn't switch it up. Rihanna. I'm not calling you anything but Rhiannon. Rhiannon. My name's Ricky. <laughs> My name's Rhiannon. And don't forget to scrub all of your non-stick uh, pots and pans because they may say that they're non-stick, but you'd be surprised as to how much uh, grime and, and residue remains on all of your non-stick pots and pans. So once again, go ahead and give them a good clean and you'll thank me after you do. Okay. Um, okay, so my advice is to just... Text a friend that you haven't talked to in a while and make sure that you always say I love you to everyone in your life. Even if you don't love them. No. When you do love them, just remind them. I love you. I love you too. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> do you see all the love that's in this podcast? This is, God, this is off the rails, man. All right. We need to end it before it gets super weird. <laughs> Folks, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And, st- and we love you. And I guess we love you. So we're on that level now. Uh, that means you have to get us gifts for uh, <laughs> birthdays and Christmases and all sorts of treats. And also our cats. All right. We're going to let you go. Uh, thanks for calling. And um, see you later. Goodbye.